Hiya, Goblin's Henchman here. So, just thought I'd leave a, a quick message in response to uh, Joe uh, Richter's uh, recent goat episode. I'd listened to it a couple of times because I realised I didn't remember what goat stood for after all, but I think it was maybe greatest of all time. Anyway, it's about the DM that most inspired you. And uh, it's a funny one for me because um, it's not so much the DM that inspired me the most, but more the fact that my, more about the first DM I had. I thought I'd share share a little bit about that if anyone's interested. Um, so I guess my sort of you like D and D RPG origin story is probably a little bit a little bit different to some. Because uh, when I first encountered RPGs, there was a, as a school game club. Now, I was at the time living in West Africa, French-speaking West Africa. So I went to an international school. In fact, the Amer Amer I think, was it an American school or was it an international school? One or other. It was an English-speaking school. Now, my parents might have been better off sending me to the French school because I may have actually been fluent in French if, if they'd done that. But no, I went to the... English speaking school anyway so they had this game club and, you know there's lots of like pieces and you know chess and all sorts of it, battleships and games like that but in one corner was a group of kids older kids and I went over to sort of earwig what was going on and they were playing Dungeons and Dragons and I thought what is this anyway I was prob I was quite young 10 probably ish um, but I wanted to play and so they, uh, they, they, they obliged I think they were all fifth and sixth and seventh level, but they started me off at first level. And um, and I, I don't know what happened. I, I remember just pour, I think the first sessions or whatever before I started, I was like pouring through the DMs the modules. You know these TSR things. We these sort of trifold covers with the maps in them and looking at the art, thinking, "Wow, this is incredible!" And just listening to these wild adventures. Anyway, so they eventually agreed to let me play, and I, I think I was probably that annoying kid that you know didn't know anything about what was going on so it was a bit irritating um, but yeah I mean I, I'll, I, I have no idea what this kid's name was he was an American guy uh, he was skinny with blonde hair and um, yeah and uh, it, you know it did definitely inspire me uh, I, I still remember a couple of pivotal bits from that campaign I think I think eventually I, I was sort of written out of the game <laughs> Um, we were playing this this, uh, this particular adventure, and uh, we, I can't. I'm, I'm wondering if this is in retrospect. It might have been Barrier Peaks. Not that I've ever read the module, but basically, we were walking. I don't know if it was a part homebrew or this actually is in the module itself. But we we were walking down this kind of like almost like a like a, a trough, a big trough carved in the ground, and in this trough with all these like rubies and things. And I. I I picked up a bunch of them, and when you threw them, they exploded a bit like a grenade. Anyway, I picked up this massive bag of them, and I don't know if I missed a session or something else happened. But later on, we we got to this spacecraft, and all the uh, all the kind of older kids were in there, and I sort of trotted up, and they like pressed some button, which like the the spacecraft captured me and, and put me in this like uh, cylinder. And these older kids decided that uh, they wanted my my uh, gems, that my exploding gems, and I'd sort of told them they couldn't have them. 
So they decided that what they were going to do was to press the, I think it was like poison gas button. They were going to extend something. It doesn't sound very nice, is it? So they were going to exterminate me and take my uh, my treasure. So I took one look at the DM and I said, all right then, I throw all these gems on the ground. All of them, the whole bag. And all the, all the kids were like, hey, hey, and the DM looked at me, gave a bit of a smile and said, some along the lines, it's a bit like a nuclear bomb going off and the, the whole spaceship has blown to smithereens. Anyway, the older kids didn't want me back after that because they all it was a TPK. <laughs> um, but I will say that the week after that when I came back and I got the impression I wasn't really welcome, um, they seemed to have all their old characters back. So they obviously had a chat with the DM and, and, and sort of convinced them that this, this didn't really happen or something. Anyway, but see, that, that, that was really... I saw other vivid memories of like running into a uh, trying to get into a hut that was surrounded by like a blade barrier, whizzing blades, and charging with a shield and getting knocked miles. Anyway, I think it was a thief. Um, anyway, but several years after that, no, not several, two, about two years after that, um, my parents were getting a little concerned about my uh, my educational background because we moved around a lot, and so basically, my, my stepfather worked for a large American corporate thing. Um, and so the company uh, said that they agreed to send me and my brother to a sort of like, as it turned out, a military-style boarding school in the UK. Um, I think I think the tipping point was when I spelt my name incorrectly on the entrance form to a school. They thought maybe, you know, if this kid can't spell his own name, maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe his education's suffering a little bit. Anyway, so I got sent to this school, and uh, I turned up there, and I and all the kids were playing. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I thought, oh, I, I, I played Dungeons and Dragons, and they all looked at me like askance, like, no, we, we don't play Dungeons and Dragons. We play Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, so uh, after that, um, I think basically what happened is I, one Christmas or birthday, I managed to get myself the Dungeon Master's Guide, and I think both uh, Monster Manual One and Monster Manual Two. And someone already in my in my class had the player's handbook, so between us we basically then formed a group. So pretty much after that, I was uh, DMing pretty much exclusively. And I think I think what, what I found about this is slightly going off the thread about um, the best DM, but uh, this is more about what what Dungeons and Dragons did for me because, as I said, I had a pretty pretty disrupted educational background and. I'd never really spent any time concentrating in my life, <laughs> you know, because by the time I realised I didn't know anything, I'd moved school. But basically, when I got that Dungeon Master's Guide and my monster manuals and I had to write uh, an adventure, I'd sit down there for three, six, you know, seven, eight hours, eat my lunch, run back upstairs and, you know, finish, the, finish making the adventure. So. And, and you know all the maths involved you know 3d6 what's that what's the probability of this and that trying to balance a dungeon it was uh, you know I think for me it was actually pretty pivotal in getting my Dungeon Dragons and getting my educational kind of background back on track because as I said it it was the first time pretty much in my life that I concentrated and then once I knew how to concentrate in things like that, I was more, I think, more willing and able, and possibly more confident, I don't know, um, in in uh, concentrating on other things. And the other thing I would say is, you know, Dungeon Dragons certainly taught me probability, or at least got me interested in it. I understood the bell the bell graph in front of uh, the, the DM's guide, you 
know, I read it a few times, like, oh, I get it now. So, no one needed to explain that to me when I got to maths. Anyway, I've, uh, I've ranted uh, on. I've changed this top topic from the best dungeon master in the world, or the one that was most formative, into, into uh, another topic called All About Me. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know, am I gonna put this out? I might, I'll probably put it out. Uh, I'm, I'm not too shy about that, but uh, anyway, thanks Joe. And uh, I think the only, only thing left to do is, uh, is uh, just to finish with uh, the, the sound of, the, of a zipper. Cheers.